The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews is brought to you by Spirituality and Health Magazine, the Soul Body Connection. Visit SpiritualityHealth.com today. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Welcome to Authentic Living, and we are so honored today to get this wonderful opportunity to interview Dr. Christiane Northrup on her latest book, a revised and updated edition of the New York Times bestseller, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom. Dr. Northrup is a visionary pioneer and beloved authority in the field of women's health and wellness, a board-certified OBGYN physician who graduated from Dartmouth Medical School and did her residency at Tufts New England Medical Center. Dr. Northrup also was also an assistant clinical professor of OBGYN at Maine Medical Center for 20 years. Recognizing the unity of body, mind, and spirit, Dr. Northrup helps empower women to tune in to their innate inner wisdom to transform their health and truly flourish. Dr. Northrup is the author of two New York Times bestselling books, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, and The Wisdom of Menopause. Her third book, Mother Mother Daughter Wisdom, was a 2005 Quill Award nominee and voted Amazon's number one book of the year in both parenting and mind-body health in 2005. In two of her other latest books, The Secret Pleasures of Menopause and The Secret Pleasures of Menopause Playbook, Dr. Northrop outlines the crucial importance of pleasure as the missing link for creating joyous and vibrant health on all levels after menopause. She has also hosted seven highly successful public television specials. Her work has been featured on The Oprah Winfrey Show, The Today Show, NBC Nightly News, The View, The Rachel Ray Show, Good Morning America, and ABC's 2020, and just today she appeared on Dr. Oz. Through her Hay House radio show called Flourish and her exclusive women's wisdom circle, Dr. Northrup shares cutting-edge medical and lifestyle advice. The book Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom has remained since its initial publication in 1994 the veritable Bible of women's health, and now in this revised and updated edition, our beloved Dr. Northrup shares the latest developments and advances in order to help us maximize our potential for living well. And we're going to be focusing on this updated information today. Welcome, Dr. Northrup, to the Authentic Living Show. Thank you. That's what I'm all about, authentic living. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. It makes such a big difference, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Okay, so let's start out with some foundational information about sort of the body-mind connection, and then we'll go on to some more specifics, if you don't mind. Yes, good. Okay, so you have updated the spiritual and scientific principles behind healing in this book, and I want to start by talking a bit about those. So one of the first things I want to talk about is how our beliefs become physical. Can you explain that to us? Yes, I really can. Uh, The truth is that the body is created 
from consciousness, but not in the way you think. Uh, you, you know, our intellect, our intellect is certain that it always knows the answer. I was listening to a little uh, internet radio show that my daughter does, a TV show called Glimpse TV, where she was uh, interviewing an actor, uh, Josh Pays, I believe his name is, and he said, when you work with the mind and you're training actors or whatever it is, and you listen to your mind long enough, meaning your intellect, you will always get to the, you'll come to the conclusion that you suck. It's that way every time when you're just working with the intellect alone. However, beliefs are below the radar of the intellect. Beliefs are what we believe to be true in our hearts. When you ask someone to point to themselves, do they ever point to their head? No, they point to their heart. This is who I am, and and the chest and the hand or the fist, whatever goes right to the chest. The heart has an electromagnetic field that is 5,000 times stronger than that of the intellect. The intellect thinks that it's uh, driving the bus, but it is the heart. And we inherit our beliefs about what's possible in our lives from our parents, from our cultures, from our grandparents. Uh, Let me give you an example of how powerful this is. Um, Becca Levy, who is a student of Ellen Langer, the Harvard professor, whose groundbreaking book was Mindfulness, did an experiment where she went back to a database of people in what's called the Ohio Longevity Study, and she had people answer a question, growing older is associated with, and she simply asked them what the words were that they associated with growing older. And those people who believed that growing older was associated with wisdom, uh, with uh, success, with prosperity, with integrity, in other words, the positive aspects of growing older was that was what they believed in, um, were uh, lived seven years longer than the other people. And she controlled for blood pressure, smoking, exercise, weight, uh, all of the things that we associate with longevity. Like right now, everyone believes, well, if you take a statin drug and you get your cholesterol done down, that will save your life. But the truth is, the belief that as you get older, you get better in some way, that belief is more robust than the effects of quitting smoking, exercising, getting your cholesterol down, having uh, people in your life, all of it. It trumped everything, a belief. But those who believed that as you get older, you get sicker, you become a burden, it's a pain, it's disability city, it's deterioration, they died on average seven years earlier. Now, there's not a single drug anywhere that gives you seven added years of life. I can tell you if there were, it would be unethical not to prescribe it. That is one example of many about how beliefs influence our body-mind. And it works through uh, the membrane of ourselves. Now, this is interesting. We all think, well, you know, it's my DNA. I inherited diabetes from my mother. That's not the way it works. What we inherit from our parents most of the time are beliefs and behaviors. And so things run in families not because of DNA, 
but because of beliefs and behaviors. So my mother's mother died at the age of 68 of a heart attack after shoveling snow. She was a smoker and had some stresses in her life, had an eighth grade education. My mother just went to Everest Base Camp at the age of 84. So she's outlived her mother by leaps and bounds, never smoked, changed her behavior. So in my family, we didn't learn, oh, well, heart disease runs in our family which, by the way, it does, except that all of us who are the children of that have decided, well, we're not going to do what the rest of them did, and therefore we're not dying of that stuff, and so far it's working. Right, right. And, and that belief system, it, and so what you're saying is it impacts us as way down low at the cellular level. It, way down low. In fact, uh, Bruce, Dr. Bruce Lipton, a former professor of cellular biology at the University of Wisconsin Medical School, points out that the cell of the, the membrane of the cell is the brain of the cell. And the membrane of the cell determines what gets in and what gets out of a cell. And a cell is highly influenced by neurotransmitters. Those are the chemicals that the brain makes when it thinks. And so the membrane of the cell is what determines the proteins that get in and out. And at the cellular level... What goes on in the brain, in the central nervous system, trumps what goes on locally. So let me give you an example of that. Um, Under hypnosis, you can actually suggest to someone that the warts will fall off their hands, and they do. Warts are an interesting uh, example because they've been used to determine beliefs for a very long time. Uh, we have studies that show that people can be hypnotized to have the warts fall off just one half of their body. That's not intellectual. That's sending a message to the subconscious, which if you think about it, what does the subconscious do? It keeps your blood pH normal. It keeps you breathing. I mean, when you go to sleep at night, you don't have to set up a monitor that says breathe. Your heart keeps beating. This is all the subconscious, subliminal stuff that goes on, and that's programmed by what you really believe, not by what you say you believe. Right, right. And the the only way, by the way, to figure out what your beliefs are, you don't have to do an archaeologic dig into childhood. You just have to look around you. This this gets kind of fun. What do you think is possible in your life? Look around you. (laughs) And what you've created in your life is a pretty exact copy of what you believe is possible in your life. Yeah, it's so simple. What happens, though, and let me be clear with all the listeners, when someone hears that and they don't like what's going on in their life, the first thing they do is say, well, my life sucks. There's no way I created this. And then I would say, not on purpose. Not on purpose. You created by default. And most people create by what they're told to believe, by the data sphere by television, by newspapers. You and I were just talking earlier about the hurricane that went through, allegedly went through Maine on Labor Day weekend. Well, it never made it here. But what happened is two-thirds of the people who had reservations in our hotels and campgrounds and so on decided from listening to the weather that things were going to be so bad they canceled their reservations. And the hurricane was already going out to sea long before the weekend, but most people were, they had so much of their belief system into the mainstream 
fear-mongering data sphere. They didn't even think for themselves. It was one of the most gorgeous weekends of the summer. Wow. Yeah, and this happens all the time, doesn't it? Absolutely, it does. Absolutely. We, it's so funny how we can fit our lives into these belief systems. Absolutely. Well, and also people believe, you know, women uh, believe that if you get enough mammograms and enough pap smears and enough blood pressure um, readings and enough uh, complete blood tests and enough, uh, for if you're a guy, a prostate-specific antigen, that this will actually help you achieve health. It won't. That's disease screening. I like to say... There is no health in women's health in this country. Women's health is nothing but disease screening. We're having a women's health fair. We'll do your pap smear. We're going to check your blood pressure, and you can get a mammogram. There's not one thing there that helps a woman build health. All there is is testing to see whether she's got something, and if she doesn't, then what do we tell everyone? Keep coming back. We haven't found it yet, but we will. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's women's health. Mm -hmm. So if you're me... (laughs) <laughs> you don't even go in and do that stuff. I'm a board-certified doctor. I don't do it. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, that it, it takes courage. Yep, absolutely. It takes a lot of courage to step outside the mainstream because our schools, most of what our schools do after they've taught you to read and write is just teach you to conform so you fit in. That's honest to God what most of our education system does. Absolutely, I agree with that 100%. Yep. Okay, so we're going to be back in just a few minutes to talk some more with Dr. Northrup about women's bodies, women's wisdom. Stay tuned. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it will be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor in sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying, thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor in sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back, thanking me for my concerns, and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. 
Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Authentic Living is sponsored by Spirituality and Health Magazine, The Soul Body Connection. One of America's most prestigious spiritual magazines publishes six times a year and offers an amazing array of information for the seeker both in print and online. Check them out at www.spiritualityhealth.com and be sure to read the latest article by Judith Fine, a very timely article, To Mosque or Not to Mosque, A Spiritual Perspective. And we're talking today with Dr. Northrup about uh, her latest, newest, updated edition of Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom. And we've just gotten some information about how it is that we are, our beliefs can impact our bodies. And we're going to talk some more about the spiritual component of body-mind uh, health in, for just a few minutes. And then we'll get into some specific questions that I think you want to answer. Beautiful. Um, so, what's the first, let's just briefly talk, what is the difference between healing and curing? Well, first of all, my belief, so let me put it right out there, is that we don't die, we just recycle. And therefore, you can be completely healed in the last year of your life. Uh, this has happened to several of my friends where uh, on their deathbeds or in the week or two before they died, they became suffused with light and understanding. And then it was never about curing the disease. It was the fact that their whole life had been holed. All the missing pieces were put together, and they, uh, they saw things very, very clearly. I've seen this happen more than once in the hospital and with friends. Curing is where you cut out the diseased organ, but do not look at anything about what was going on in your life that was associated with the, with the problem. So, for instance, you, uh, let's say that you have a big old fibroid in your uterus and you have the uterus removed. You've never looked at what created the blocked energy in the second chakra of the body, the uh, center of the body associated with money, sex, and power, which is what gynecology is all about. You just figure, well, you know, a fibroid hit me and my mother had one and it was time for the uterus to come out. That's an example where you would be cured, but then the dysfunction would have to move to another organ system, and that's why it's so common when someone has a hysterectomy and the next year their gallbladder has to come out, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, so it's important to be conscious. Now, you can use everything Western medicine has to offer. Everything is here for a reason. Uh, You know, Trexamed is a new medication for migraine headaches that works wonders. At the same time, if you have migraines, you want to be looking at what kind of incredible pressure are you putting on yourself mentally 
that's causing this little mini explosion in your head every so often when you're under great stress. Absolutely. And, you know, it, that's, it, you mentioned it earlier, but it's so easy to pass, hurt, pass it down in the family system. I heard somebody saying just the other day that in their family system, the way they dealt with stress was to get a headache. That's it. Yep. That's so. it. And women in general mm-hmm. have been socialized to use the doctor as a way to get needed attention and care. So we assume the sick role. It's one of the socially acceptable ways to get a rest is to be sick. So we all know people, and we maybe even have them in our families, where the way mom gets attention is she gets another disease, and then and the older she gets, the more you're running to doctor after doctor after doctor, and everyone is operating under the mistaken belief that this is normal aging. It's not. Right. Yeah, it's just what happens as we get older is the unhealed needs from childhood come up because youth is a very use, useful defense. But as we get older, the unfinished business of the past, if we haven't dealt with it, actually is a setup for dis-ease because the body always returns to the scene of the crime to get us to love an area of ourselves that we haven't yet loved. And that's what emotions are. If we, were, uh, if we were schooled in emotional intelligence and if we knew that our emotions of anger and sadness and all that signified an unmet need and that we could get that need met directly, most of the time we wouldn't have to get sick to get the need met. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so now that we know some of those foundational premises, let's get to the more specifics. Beautiful. Talk about PMS. You speak in the book about dissolving PMS, yet there's still an element out there, a large element, who believe that PMS is just permanent until you go through menopause. I know. PMS is a PMS I'm very grateful to because back in the early 80s, there was an article in Family Circle magazine, the medical journal Family Circle, that named PMS. And what happened as a result is a lot of women began to come into my practice uh, to to be treated for PMS, which at the time did not have a name within medical circles. So it was the first time I really learned that the tail is wagging the dog. The medical profession generally pays attention only after the culture changes. So medicine is a branch of the culture. It doesn't exist off in some ivory tower. Well, I began to study it, and I found out that we are cyclic creatures, we women, like the moon. So we wax and wane like the moon, and I found that all of the emotions that come up premenstrually are about the truth of your life. Everything that isn't working in your life comes to the surface premenstrually, but, and instead of attending to it and saying, oh, okay, my hormones have rendered me more sensitive to what is the truth of my life, instead of saying that, we're led to believe that we are the victims of our hormones and that they're not related to our life whatsoever. This is scientifically inaccurate. Every thought we think, every emotion we have affects our hormone levels. So what I learned about PMS is it is a beautiful barometer of how well we are nourishing ourselves, how well we are resting, how well we are tuned in to our inner guidance because when you really get in tune with what happens premenstrually, You're more open to your own creativity. The veil between the world of the conscious and the unconscious becomes thinner premenstrually, and you're more in tune 
with the dictates of your soul. And when you can change your diet and when you can understand the truth of what PMS is telling you. So, for an example, I had a man come in. He brought his wife in. He says, premenstrually, she wants to go back to college and she um, doesn't want to cook every meal and fold all the towels. But the rest of the time, from the time of her period till the time of ovulation, she's a good wife and she folds the towels and she cooks. But then as soon as she gets her ovulation and she's premenstrual, she talks about wanting to go back to college. Can you fix her? You see, that's the issue right there. He was a wonderful guy, and when I pointed out to him that the desire for um, giving birth to something from deep within herself was absolutely real, then the two of them worked out a plan for her to go back to school and do all the rest of it, and then the PMS disappeared. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I see that so many times in my practice as well. (laughs) Yes, there you go, yeah. Yep. So, okay, when I was a child, uh, I was told by my mother, who was a nurse, that you could overdose on vitamin D. That's what everyone believed. Yep. <laughs> now we're learning that we need these megadoses of vitamin D. So what's, what, what is it about vitamin D? Well, this is so interesting. Um, it, back in the, about the 1920s and so on, when so many people lived in this, moved into the cities and into tenements, something like 60 70% of kids in those tenements had rickets. So these were severe vitamin D deficiencies, and no one really understood the role of vitamin D. Uh, And back in the 1930s, tuberculosis was routinely cured in sanitariums by simply lying out in the sun. We now, and then what happened is instead of, well, we gave people vitamin D enough to prevent rickets. So that's the reason that we have a recommended daily allowance of 400 international units per day. That's the amount that will prevent rickets. Since then, however, we have discovered that vitamin D is involved in much more than simply bone metabolism. It is a hormone and a vitamin that is absolutely essential for heart health, immune health, bone health, breast health, colon health, and those with optimal vitamin D levels are far less apt to get breast cancer and MS. So what we're finding is that like lizards (laughs) that sit out in the sun and soak up vitamin D and get levels that are optimal, we too are meant to get optimal levels of vitamin vitamin D. Now, in the sun... You get 10,000 international units from 30 minutes of sun exposure. If you are Caucasian and you are at uh, noonday sun, let's say in New England in the summer, then you'll get 10,000 international units by 30 minutes of sun exposure. Generally, to stay in the optimal range, which is 40 to 100 nanograms per ml, which is a blood test, to stay in that range... You're going to have to get into the optimal range. That can take, by the way, 50,000 international units um, once a week for eight weeks, and then 5,000 IUs per day thereafter. We'll talk more about that when we come back. Wow. Okay, so that's a really important... Yeah, it's a real important subject. Hormone and vitamin. That's very interesting. All right, well, we're going to be back with some more from Dr. Northrup in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. for a transforming world. 7th Wave Network. 
Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh. There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free. 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back talking today to Dr. Christian Northrup, uh, who is talking to us about women's bodies, women's health. And we've just discovered uh, the power of vitamin, B, vitamin D sorry, uh, as a hormone and a vitamin. And uh, I want to sort of finish that up before we move on. Yes. Now, what I want women to know about the vitamin D thing is that exactly what you said your mother told you. We have been told that you can get toxic levels of vitamin D because it's a fat-soluble vitamin, and it's the same with vitamin A, and that is true. However, when the dermatologists came in and we began to scare people to death about the sun, which has been going on for about 40 years, people started to use sunscreen with a vengeance, and of course, sunscreen has its place. What we're talking about here is moderate sun exposure. But what happened as a result of everyone getting afraid of the sun is that we've all been staying out of the sun. So there is, believe it or not, a worldwide epidemic of suboptimal levels of vitamin D. We know that women in the northern hemisphere, that would be north of Washington, D.C., for the, in the United States, have a higher rate of breast cancer. People in Florida have less. And it is felt that the sun is one of the big reasons. I have talked with breast cancer surgeons, and they tell me that it is the women in the lowest 
25th percentile of vitamin D levels that have the most breast cancer. So when they do a, a biopsy, they, uh, the ones who are with it do a vitamin D level, and they often find that the vitamin D level is less than 25. So I hope that your listeners will take me up on this and get their level tested. Don't just assume that it's normal, because I think you'll be shocked by it, uh, about how low your level is. We also know that the women most apt to get fractures of the hip and wrist and their vertebral bodies are the ones with the lowest vitamin D level. Now, my mother, 84, uh, took a really bad fall in 1981, fell on the ice outside of her cabin, lives in a snowy area south of Buffalo, really injured her back. She couldn't move her arm. She needed help. Wasn't really up and around for three months. But I'll tell you what, she never fractured anything. Wow. Yeah, a year later, she sailed down 25 stairs on her tailbone from slipping in her socks, things that could have happened to anybody. Never broke a thing. And all of that is because she's on a really good nutritional program, but not a single drug because a lot of the drugs interfere with nutrient absorption. So vitamin D levels, as I said before, you want to have a range from 40 to 100. You can get that drawn uh, if you log on to mymedlab.com. You can get a prescription to have that drawn at a local laboratory, and then they will send you the results. So you don't even need a doctor to get your level drawn. It's, I think it's about $50, and it could save your life. And then just remember, to get your level up, Dr. Michael Hollick at Boston University, who is a world expert in vitamin D, his protocol is 50,000 international units once a week, for eight weeks, and that pushes vitamin D into the cells. You need that by prescription. And then once your level is optimal, you keep it optimal with about 5,000 international units per day, and that is far more than most people are getting. And to overdose, one would need levels far and above that in most cases, but I do recommend regular testing of your blood level. It's easy to do and then there won't be any dangers, and you will have a lower risk of heart disease, multiple sclerosis, uh, osteoporosis, cancer, and so on. So vitamin D is truly, truly, truly a miracle vitamin that the newer research is really supporting. Wonderful. That's great news. And so uh, I want to repeat that. MyMedLab.com is where you yes. can get a prescription to have it drawn and tested. That's right. And you just, you know, you log on and they will uh, take care of that for you. Okay, great. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, what has now come to be called hormone place, uh, hormone therapy, not hormone replacement Yes, isn't therapy. that funny? <laughs> yes, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> what is bioidentical about bioidentical hormones and how and why would they be recommended? Well, it's so interesting to me that when we started with hormone replacement therapy back in the 50s because of Robert O. Wilson's book, Feminine Forever, the first oral estrogen available on the market was made from the urine of pregnant mares, hence the term preg- uh, premarin, pregnant mares urine. That's what premarin stands for. Mm. And so it was just one that was available. They didn't have the wherewithal biochemically to make an estrogen that exactly matched that found in the female human body. Now, this is really key. They did have estrogen, bioidentical estrogen, that you would give 
by a shot. Same with bioidentical progesterone. We had ways to give people intramuscular shots of those things, and those were used. But the oral preparation was Premarin. And so this came to be the most studied estrogen on the market, which is a natural estrogen if your native food is hay, which I like to say because that's Joel Hargrove's line, and he was head of the menopause section at Vanderbilt University for years and grew up on a farm and, and was a very, very good doctor who understood about nature. Well, anyway, uh, what happened is eventually there were other forms of estrogen that came on the market that did, in fact, exactly match that found in the female human body. So if you were to take a molecule and you wanted to make it exactly what's found in the female human body, there's ways you do that. You start with soybeans or yams, which is where birth control pills come from. It's where all the hormones come from, except for pregnant mares' urine, and they are still uh, (laughs) torturing animals in uh, pregnant mare urine farms all over the country to produce Premarin, which is inhumane. So let's start there. But there are other ways to get it, and the hormone you want is one that is the three-dimensional structure of your own estrogen. Remember we talked earlier about the cell membrane being the brain of the cell, and the cell membrane has receptors on it that are like a lock and a key, and they're designed to recognize the hormone that your own body produces. If they're not exactly the same, they'll fit, but the results won't be the same. In other words, your cell will be programmed to produce daughter compounds that are different from what would be produced in nature. Hence, we have data showing that the metabolic breakdown products of Premarin are biologically stronger than the mother compound, which is why Premarin has been associated with breast cancer. The other thing that everyone should know about Premarin is the FDA has never allowed a generic Premarin. Why? because they've never figured out what's in it. There's all kinds of these things called equine estrogens. That's horse estrogens. Nobody knows how to make those in the lab. They're not, we don't even know what they are and what they're doing in the human body. So the bioidenticals exactly match what your own ovaries produce. They fold in a three-dimensional structure in exactly the same way that your own estrogen does, and therefore they act like what your body is probably not making if you've had your ovaries removed. So if you have had your ovaries removed before the age of 45, you have five times the risk of certain mental and emotional conditions compared to those who haven't had their ovaries removed, and you may need some hormone support. In that case, the hormones you want are the ones that match what your body is no longer producing, not something created in the lab that... Um, can be patented and therefore give the drug companies an exclusive on it. And by the way, you cannot patent a naturally occurring substance, which is another reason why Premarin was the first thing out of the blocks. You can, however, patent a delivery system. And that's why we have the, the estrogen sprays and the estrogen patches um, and estrogen, uh, vaginal gels of progesterone, vaginal gels of estrogen. All of those are bioidentical. And what is patented is the unique delivery system. So we've come a long way. You can get bioidentical hormones at every pharmacy. 
Okay, so the femrings and the... Um, femrings is bioidentical. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, those are, okay. Yeah, and the Vivel dot, that's a beauty. That's a tiny little dot, and you just put it on for three and a half to four to five days, depending upon the dosage. So now we, what's happened since the Women's Health Initiative was abruptly stopped in 2002 is we have finally awakened to the fact that women need an individualized approach and the dose has to be different for every woman, and some women need estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, and some need only estrogen, and some need only progesterone. By the way, um, for many women who have, say, uh, premenstrual migraines, maybe all they need is a little progesterone, and this can be obtained from a transdermal skin cream that is still available over-the-counter. A good brand is Emerita, E-M-E-R-I-T-A, it's a 2% progesterone cream. You rub it on your skin. It's 30 milligrams of progesterone, very tiny dose, per one quarter teaspoon. And it has been shown to give adequate blood levels. And uh, most women with premenstrual PMS and migraines and so on would take uh, one quarter to one half teaspoon twice a day. And often that's all they need to get through the perimenopausal transition. Right, and then they can stop. And then, right, they can stop, by the way, those women who are on enough omega-3 fats from fish oil or flaxseed oil, will often, that often decreases hot flashes. There's another substance I want women to know about that is very helpful for menopausal symptoms. It's a herb from Thailand. It's called Peraria marifica, and it's available in a standardized extract. Again, with herbs, you want to go with what you know what's in the bottle and it's guaranteed. The Peraria Marifica has been used for 700 years in Thailand, and uh, there's a Solgar product, Solgar PM, that stands for Peraria Marifica, PM Phytogen, P-H-Y-T-O-G-E-N, Phytogen Complex. You take one tablet in the morning, one tablet at night, and generally in four days, women notice that they're sleeping better, the hot flashes decrease. I think it's a real breakthrough, and in the laboratory, uh, cancer cells regress around this particular herb. So it also appears to be uh, protective. It does the same things as uh, Premarin, but without the side effects. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's great news. Yeah. So that's Peraria malicica. Peraria marifica, uh, M-I-R-I-F-I-C-A, which just means miracle, miracle herb. And the, the supplement that I know has the right stuff is Solgar's PM Phytogen, P-H-Y-T-O-G-N, Phytogen Complex. You can get it online. I believe the cost is about $30 a month. Great, great. All right. Well, we've got some more questions to ask and more time, just a little bit more time with Dr. Northrup, so we'll be back in just a moment. And if you have questions, call in. We'll be happy to answer those. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. America is facing a skilled workforce shortage. SkillsUSA can help. What is SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA is life-changing. SkillsUSA is awesome. SkillsUSA is one of the biggest opportunities life can give you. SkillsUSA is amazing. SkillsUSA is motivating. SkillsUSA specifically prepares you for the workforce. SkillsUSA empowers students to connect with a network of people, starting with their classmates, to their advisors, to other people in their states. 
SkillsUSA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. I'm doing something now that's going to be applicable in the real world, and those skills are going to be useful today in school and in five years when I'm working and for the rest of my life. web at skillsusa.org. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. You live for the first in your child's life. But how do you cope with the first that come after your child is diagnosed with cancer? CureSearch.org connects you to the doctors and scientists whose collaborative research has turned childhood cancer from a nearly incurable disease to one with an overall cure rate of 78%. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back with our final segment with Dr. Uh, Christiane Northrup uh, talking about women's bodies, women's wisdom, and um, we, I want to make sure that our listening audience has an opportunity to find out how they can connect with you, uh, Dr. Northrup. So if you can give us some information about that. Absolutely. Well, my website is www.drnorthrup, and there's no period, so it's just D-R-N-O-R-T-H-R-U-P.com. I have a Women's Wisdom Circle, uh, for, which is a subscription service, with a blog and with movie reviews and all kinds of things. And I also have a uh, Facebook fan page, Dr. Christian Northrup, just Dr. Christian Northrup. And I am on my fan page nearly daily, and I answer questions on there, and I post my favorite movies, and all the sort of thing that I do to flourish goes on the uh, Facebook fan page. Also, I'll tell people about my upcoming radio shows and where I'm going to be. We do that on the website. You can also join my email list if you prefer to get updates that way. Uh, There's the e-list, but also there's the Facebook fan page, and then there's the subscription Women's Wisdom Community. So any or all of those. Wonderful, wonderful. So that's www.drnorthrop.com, no period. That's right. Yep, right. Mm -hmm. All right, well, there's just 
so much to talk about uh, with regard to women's bodies and women's wisdom. Uh, we want to talk about sex, and we want to talk about um, you know religion and high-resolution ultrasound as opposed to biopsy and C-sections and all those things, but we don't have time to do all that. So what I want to do instead is I want to say, uh, I want to talk a little bit about our shaman past. Why do we fear it, and how can we begin to receive that past as part of our present? Ooh, I do love that question. Today... I was searching through my old files for a paper by writer Dina Metzger, and it was called Revamping the World, the Return of the Holy Prostitute. Mm. And in this article, Dina Metzger, who was uh, one of the first people who truly reclaimed herself after mastectomy, if you were to go online and Google TREE, T-R-E-E, uh, with Dina Metzger, M-E-T-Z-G-E-R, you would see this amazing poster of Dina with her arms flung to the sky with her famous poem, uh, Tree, I am no longer afraid of mirrors where I see the sign of the Amazon, the one who shoots the arrows. You could read the poem, and it's about Dina's getting a tattoo on the missing part of her chest where the, where the breast was. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful affirmation of healing and has been most inspiring to me for years. Well, today, in reading this article that I did a presentation on at the American Holistic Medical Association uh, in a presentation called Reclaiming the Erotic in 1989, <laughs> I realized that I'd been working on this idea as a gynecologist, really, for the past 30 years, and that is the idea that sexuality and spirituality are one and the same and that the quickest path to God is relationship and that everything we've been taught about sexuality is wrong and we have not understood the sacredness of this nor have we understood the sacredness of the earth and of the way in which nature talks to us, not only in plants and animals, but through the thoughts that come to us and so on. So I was talking to a beloved friend a couple weeks ago, and he says to me, where are you? And I said, I'm in my bedroom. And he said, what are you looking at? And at that very moment, two hawks that live in my back yard area looking over a tidal river that I've heard but rarely seen came together. It's a mating pair. And they came together and they started to swirl and soar and call to each other the whole time he was on the phone with me. And I was profoundly moved by that. Uh, the two of us have a business relationship and it was a sign for me that it was a blessing for this business relationship, that he will do the masculine aspect and I will do the feminine aspect, and together this will soar like two hawks. When you see the world in this enchanted way, when you realize that there are spirit guides and helpers, and uh, here's another story. This just happened to me yesterday. I'm in visiting a friend, and we're talking about finding your own true love, and she tells a story 
about this guy who asked her out, and this is uh, after a divorce, and she's older and so on, and his wife had died of breast cancer. He asked her out. She says no. The fax machine in her office, or the printer actually, which is not connected to any network, just starts up on its own, and it spits out a piece of paper with a black heart on it. She goes around the office. She says, I don't know how to do this. Did one of you send me this? No. Um, A couple weeks later, the guy asks her to dinner again. She refuses again. At the moment she refuses him, the printer starts up, spits out a piece of paper with a black heart on it. She doesn't know what is going on with this. Remember, his wife had died of breast cancer. And she got the signal, and she said the third time when he asked, I said yes. I went out with him. She said I could have married him that night. Wow. Who got the printer to print the heart? This stuff happens all the time. And when you begin to tune into it, life becomes magical. But what I wrote in the book, in Our Fear of the Shaman Past, is there's a place in the collective unconscious where we all know that 9 million women were burned as witches according to the edict of the Catholic Church called the Malpheus Malficorum. And, of course, that's what the Da Vinci Code books were all about, and it's why the Catholic Church felt that they needed to ban them and all the rest of it. So the people who were burned at the stake were the herbalists, the midwives, the healers, people just like me Mm -hmm. and just like you. Right. Yeah. And so I have learned that in order to be in your true power as a woman and to also own your feminine power as a man, you must walk through fire. It's very, very scary because we are afraid that we will be shunned, we will be killed, we will be anything if we speak our truth. At this particular time in history, I believe that the light is growing brighter and brighter, and therefore the darkness is darker. I sent my PBS specials and my books and so on, uh, I FedExed them to a company in Malaysia where I was going to be doing some business with them, or at least a proposal for some consulting for women. My books and my DVDs were confiscated by customs and destroyed twice. Wow. Yeah. Well, that pretty much says it, yes. Where the, the, the more we move forward, the more there's going to be that other part of us that wants to stay back behind. So, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we have loved talking with you today, Dr. Northrop, and I could just keep doing it for a couple more years, but we have to go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so tune in again next week. We are going to be talking to Dr. Larry Dossie about oh, I love him. <laughs> yes, he's wonderful. And uh, he's coming back for the second time. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week. 